Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. And welcome to the Terrace Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and I'm joined once again by Chris Awellimo. How are you doing, Chris? Good morning, Craig. So is it a positive frame of mind then? Are you have you jumped have you sat have you come off that fence? Yep. You, were, you were very much sat on it last week, weren't you? <laughs> yep, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later in the show. But I've <laughs> I've spent the week I've had a bit of a hectic week actually, between my work laptop uh, failing on me and my internet failure on me I've been in and out of the office uh, for the last week oh my god you had to go outside had oh to go no outside. what's <laughs> going on in this world today yeah first Crazy. time since March um, that I've been in an office but um, in that time I have still managed to come up with a list of positive reasons why we're going to qualify for the Euros so we'll get to that later love on that. in the show I love that <laughs> love it but what we're going to talk about first is the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, VAR. You kind of mentioned it in passing last week when we were talking about those contentious decisions in the Scottish Cup semi-final between Hearts and yeah. Hibs. There was a couple others at the weekend that Jack Ross was uh, bemoaning at the weekend there. I mean, I think his team were already well out of the game at the time, but still he was uh, left bemoaning a couple of decisions that maybe VAR would have uh, sorted out. Putting, there's obviously financial complications up here, but putting that to one side, uh, would you be in favour of it being introduced up here, Chris? Well, well, let's put it this way. VAR isn't going anywhere. You know, I think last season, last season in, in, in the English Premier League, VAR was was shocking. You know, it was it was bad. There was, there was rules implemented. The referees weren't going to the screens. This season, it has improved. There's been some decisions that have been spot on. And now... Because the ruling has changed because of the handball, the penalty, there's been some shocking ones. The one against Max Kilman uh, in the game against Leicester, mm-hmm. it's not a penalty kick, but the one against uh, the one for uh, Man City against Liverpool against Gomez, 100% a penalty kick. Now, this is what I'm trying to say. It's down to the referee to go to the screen and think, right, has 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 Max Kilman made his made his body bigger? His hand is in, in an unnatural position, but he's he's went to to block. Now Gomez has made his his body much bigger, and that the way the way to put it, there was no one in the box f- for the Max Coleman one. So basically, Patricio is just going to claim that with his hands. Now offside is black or white. There's no grey area there. Now the positives we've are against, like you say, if you go to the the the, the semi final, uh, Hearts and Hibs, the. Uh, the Christian Deutsch goal is disallowed for offside. We look at that, the VAR explains it, and we all go, yeah, he's offside. We can see that he's offside. I think there's two players offside, actually, when it comes to it, but it's offside. The referee's got that right. That's what VAR is there for. 
to make it that is that that makes the game better. If we're going to get more decisions correct than wrong, that makes the game better. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the wording of the rulings. It's and, and that's what really kind of gets my back up with it with it with a handball situation. If there's a penalty kick, now me and you could sit and watch Hearts play, and it's whatever. If it's Boyce, it gets taken down, and you say it's a penalty kick, and I look at it and go, you know what? I don't think that's a penalty. Mm-hmm. We could look at that. 10 times from all different angles and still be with the very same decision but that's when it comes down to the professional eye of a referee to go to your screen and say I'm going to give a penalty there because he's not wrong or right is he because you, you're you saying one thing and I'm saying the other yeah. we've watched it from Stockley Park whatever uh, over, over 10 so VAR is needed in football because the referees as we see get things wrong VAR is there to get involved when there's a clear and obvious error and that's what I'm trying to say. That is that is the main, a clear and obvious error. So if the referee, if we're sitting looking at it at Stockley Park or wherever it, it, it will be will be based uh, up, up in Scotland, you have to then think, right, if we can't agree after looking at a certain instant, if it's a penalty kick, if it's a offside's black and white, by the way, that's 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 straightforward. But if it's a penalty kick, if we if we can't agree, it's down to the referee on that day when he looks at the screen to say, you know what, I'm not going to give it. Yeah. Yeah, there's oh, some there's some that are always going to th- I think you're spot on there that, that, there's always some that are going to land in that grey area that some are going to see yeah. as penalties and some are not and it's going to be a penalty one day and a penalty not the other day and I think I think you're completely well, right with VAR we just have to accept that there's going to be those contentious ones that there's still going to be some that get through that you disagree with um, but yeah for me I think what you've picked up there is the main issue for me from I mean, you've got much more experience watching games uh, with VAR in them but for me, either the rules being poor in the first place, i.e. the handball rule, as you've mentioned there, yeah. or... Well, the that's a- just come in. That's just come in. That's already, exactly. been, that's already been changed uh, uh, after, the, after the, I think, three weeks into the, the season. There were so many penalty kicks given for, for absolutely nothing. You know, if now Craig, if, if me and you, if if, if I'm if I'm going to cross a ball in, or let, let's just say, like, I'm, let's say, because I'm I was never a flare player, but let's just say I was a flare player, right? And you're marking me in the box, and I'm just I, I flip the ball up to your hand. Yeah, exactly. That's a penalty yeah. kick according to the rules. Yeah, I know. You know, and that's embarrassing. Come on, this is where it comes down to just common sense. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's one of those things. It's this is why you look at the the, the European defenders when they defend and they put the arms behind their back. You see it more and more now. Eh? You see it more and more. Yeah, you see it more and more. And, yeah. But even when you see that, now, if, if a ball, if I cross a ball in and you put your arms behind your back like that and that ball comes off your elbow, with today's rule, that's a penalty kick. I know it's mad. That's not that's not hand to ball. That's ball to hand. This is what I'm trying to say. And I, okay, we're seeing more penalties. We're getting more goals, and we know that that's what that's what these brands, these uh, these the Premier League, that's what they want. But they've already changed the ruling. Whoever's making these rules, and I can't remember his name. I've got it written down somewhere. It needs to, it needs to be addressed. And you know what? It will be addressed again. I think it's a It'll list. It's a list of like a panel of like thirty former players or something like that that are involved. But it's led by that guy that you're talking about. Is that right? I think something? it's manage, managers, referees, players. Yeah, of course. I think it's, yeah. I think that I think there is a a big, but yeah, it, it will have to be addressed. But let me put it, it's not going anywhere. So Scotland have to jump on that as soon as possible, because like you say, and I'm not just talking about this season because it's it's the it's massive for for two clubs in general. You know, Celtic going to get the ten or, or Rangers stopping them from doing that. It's massive, and you know what? If it all comes down to a to a a, a, a an offside or and it is this is it's so important and this is why Scotland Scotland are always 
the, the, the one of the latter uh, federations to get, to get on board. And Val's not going anywhere, so they're going to have to get involved sooner rather than later, I, I believe, Greg. Yeah, I think it will. I mean, I, I do think it's... Uh it's definitely financial is the main stumbling block and it's obviously been kicked into the long grass with everything that's going on with COVID at the moment. There's other there's other yeah. issues that are the priority at the moment, but yeah, it will oh, come course, back up again. Of course. And I do think we will end up with it again. One of the other issues, I want to see your, uh, your opinion on this, but one of the other issues I have with it is that in big games especially, the instinct after scoring a goal is now, is VAR going to allow that and not, fucking yes you know what I mean so and, and I think I think that does take away from it a bit and from the experience a bit and be, from being in the stadium once when it when VAR was in use you're just left in the dark it just comes up on the screen VAR check yeah. and you're just you're just twiddling your thumbs for two minutes yeah. not not even knowing why it's been called to the side in the first place so yeah I do think there are improvements in, in those kind of areas I don't know what you do with the first one though I don't know how you stop players instincts from being oh I wonder if that's going to go to a VAR check well everything's going to go to every goal's going to be going to a VAR check that is that is part of the rules every goal's going to go looked at there's been some goals that you think it's you think it's uh, not the same phase uh, or it is the same. You think it's two phases, but they'll class it as one, and then they'll they'll, they'll disallow the goal for a handball. I think it was Liverpool. I think Van Dijk handballed it, and then had a big massive switch of play, and then they scored off it. And that that it was. I think it was disallowed, or it was allowed where it shouldn't have been. But you know what? This is where now this is here to stay. Val's going to check every goal, and yes, I think it does spoil that celebration. You know that that hooray from the fans. So what has football got to do about it then, Craig? They've got to make that that period if it's 60 seconds 30 seconds 2 minutes whatever it is exciting for the fans because that's what it's about you know when you know when uh, in tennis when you when they actually have a when they actually make a call and they they, they, they it's exciting, isn't it? Because you think, all oh, right, here we're, we're going to see now, and it's you, you can hear the crowd more. reaction every time the virtual ball bounces. Exactly. You hear exactly. the oh or whatever, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what that's what football has to do. They have to be more transparent and saying it's getting checked for this. So people people that can then talk. I know that fans aren't in, and, and trust me, we're missing the fans being there. But imagine me and you sitting watching. Let's say, oh no, you're a Hearts fan. Me and you sitting watching Hearts. Then all of a sudden, oh, is is it a goal? And we're sitting there thinking, well, they're checking it for that. No way. We're sitting discussing it as it's going on. No, that never happened. And it takes you through the full phase of play. And it's the understanding of 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 the game. Now you you understand football. I understand football. But then we know what they're looking for. And we're thinking, no way, that never happened. Yeah. You're playing it back in your head. If they make it exciting like that, then because it's not going anywhere, every goal is going to be checked. Mm -hmm. So they have to do something that makes that makes the players think. You know what? The players are going to celebrate it. Scoring a goal, there's no better feeling in the game. Trust me, it's the hardest thing to do in football, Craig, is putting the ball in the back of the net. When you do it, there is no better feeling and they've taken something away from that. So they have they have to give a little bit of something back. Now, if, when they declare it a goal, the players can celebrate. And I know what you mean. I don't think you can, you're never going to get that feeling back where, boom, it's a goal. You look at the linesman, his flag's down, then that's yeah, it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, not, it's not like that anymore and I don't think it's ever going to be like that again. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame actually that. But um, what you said there kind of takes me back involving the fans. That kind of takes me back to a Hull game. I can't remember who they were playing. They were at home. I'm sure it was a midweek game. And they were showing the game on the screens at the same time as it was going on, including yeah. replays. And I'm sure there was a contentious goal, a goal that shouldn't have been given or something like that. And they showed the replay on the screen. So the crowd 
saw clear as day that the referee had made a mistake and I think they might have cut the footage to or something. Honestly, this must have been about 10, maybe even more well, years this, ago. This is why this is why goals aren't allowed to be shown. Kate. And this is why this they is won't why. do it. Yeah, this is why what yeah. you're describing, making it more like tennis and fun for the fans. That's why I don't think that'll happen because because it, it'll just be, uh, aye, because you'll just have carnage and you could potentially be inciting riots as they like to say. But I mean, that's what players aren't allowed to go and gesture in front of fans for inciting yeah. that. so they would use that kind of excuse you know what I mean of course well let me ask you this what what is football about it's not about the football clubs it's, it's all about the fans yeah exactly if the fans if the fans are excited and, and I know in this climate it's it's very difficult and it's and it's a bit more a lot of, a lot of people are sat at home watching these games on their laptops on TVs on on certain uh, the I think it's the uh the season ticket thing that's going on up in Scotland. So it's all online, isn't it? That you can watch your, your own club. So, but when the fans are back in, imagine it coming up on the big screen and, and you're involved in the decision and you can actually hear the officials talk from from wherever the, the, the hub is. Yeah, I'd like that well. well. You know what? We're looking at it from this angle. Mm-hmm. There's definitely contact with it with a hand, but you know what? I, I, it's not it's not an unnatural position even if it is an unnatural position what is a natural position when a, a player's going to block you know because that's or oh, sliding dive, or sliding that's one of the things exactly exactly yeah exactly did he dive there did he show the studs you know if they make it more transparent because the referees are human beings as well they 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 are, they are football fans they want to but I, I used to love when referees had to come out and speak after matches and say you know what I made a mistake there or you know what because it's very hard to do what they do. The speed of the game, and it's only getting faster, Craig. Mm-hmm. So I think I think VAR's here to stay. Let's make it more transparent and let's let the fans be involved in all the discussions that are going on. Right, well, let's move on to some... Oh, sorry, one of the games from the weekend, and that was Rangers 8, Hamilton 0. Now, it's looking pretty grim for Rackies at the moment. Uh, there's one win in eight in all competitions, no win in six in the league, and that includes five defeats. The most worrying stat for me is that they've conceded 33 goals this season in the league so far, 18 of those in the last four matches, and, and like I say, they lost 8-0 at the weekend. Chris, have you ever been, in your career, have you ever been on the end of a, a humiliation like that, as, as bad as that? Well, we when I played at Stoke City, we got beat six one by Wigan, uh, and look, it was it was two one to Wigan after I think it was one minute twenty seconds. Wow! <laughs> in the game, wow! And you know what? Basically, everything they had. I think Jimmy Jimmy uh, Jimmy Bullard scored a cracker. The uh, Gleish, uh, just everything they were hitting from distance was was going in. Uh, and I remember we we got promoted that season, uh, Stoke City. But I remember Goodwin Thorderson threatened to he wanted us to run around Stoke when we got back to the when we got back to the stadium. He says, right, put, he said to us, I'm going to make you put on your kit and you're running around the streets. And I remember a few people went, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. And it was just there was just so much tension on the bus. And I remember as soon as the bus pulled up, Goodwin just stood up and he went. Right, I'll see you tomorrow early. So I think he knew there was a. He, so he, he shut out of it at the last minute. Is that what you're saying? He didn't he go through with it. He, he could have lost. It. He could have lost us then. But we we got promoted that season, Craig. And that's what I'm saying about managing your players. We understand straight after a match, like I've already touched on with Neil Lennon, Stephen Gerrard, how they're so passionate mm-hmm. after matches that you get complete honesty no matter what. Uh, so it's, it's 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 important that you have to go away and reflect no matter what the result. So. You look at that, and you you said about uh, Hamilton there. The most worrying thing for me is you look at that game against Rangers, right? They had twenty four percent possession. Yeah, they never had a shot. Zero they shots. Never had a shot. Not even a, yeah. Not they, even from distance. Not, not yeah. One sh- 
exactly. not even from distance. Yeah. You know, they, they, they had no shots on target, no shots off target, no block shots, you know, corner kicks, zero. That That's not good enough. Now, against, and I hate this, I hate this word, free hit. Any team that comes up against Celtic and Rangers, and I remember, I don't know if, I think it was David Curry or it was Jonathan Sutherland that, that, that put it to me on, on the sports scene show. Isn't that a free hit when you're playing? Like, and it's not. It's not when you're you have to go out there and look at Kilmarnock. I think Livingston have taken points off Rangers. Kilmarnock's taken points off Celtic. It is nowhere a free hit. And if you go into a game with that 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 mindset and that that mentality, that is that's what happened to Hamilton at the weekend. Exactly what happens if the players don't believe they can get anything from it, then they're not gonna not one shot from distance. Come on. It's not. It's nowhere. So it's worrying times for for Brian Rice. You know, I think uh, I think I like him. I like him a lot. You know, I think uh, I think there's people are calling for 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 his head already, and I think he's he's came out. He's as honest as he is. He's. I thought his squad had a young a young squad that he's got. You know, they were showing no fear. But again, to concede thirty three goals is, is and 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 just so many games. Yeah, it isn't good. It isn't good reading. So. It's a, it's a it's a mountain to climb for them, but on the plus side for Rangers, they're doing everything right, aren't they? Yeah, you know, definitely. It's talking, you know, I'm a Celtic fan. I'm looking at that result and, and it hurts me. It hurts me. I'm sitting thinking, bloody hell. I'm sitting looking at the table. And I, as a Celtic fan, I'm sitting looking at 38 points, played 14 games. Celtic on 29, played 12. I'd rather have the points than the games in hand. Let yeah. me tell you that. Because that just puts more pressure. Now, Celtic are up for it. Every game, every game that these these two teams go into, they 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 have that there's an expectation there that they have to win. The players are used to that, so nothing changes. But it's just Rangers at the minute. If they're doing everything in their in, in their capability, they're in, in the in the uh, they're doing everything right to put as much pressure on Celtic as they can. And like you say, the goals are coming from everywhere. They're just looking you know, so formidable Tavenier. at the moment. Oh, Tavernier, you know what? He has got better and better and better. He, he's, he, I think he's the, he's a, he's, he's the top scorer, is he? And he's, he's got the, he's got the most assists. You I know, that's the right back. I think it's like nine assists or something. Nine assists. What? Defoe, when he plays, he'll score goals. Kimar Roof getting goals. Morelos not even getting off the bench at the weekend. You know, Barker coming off the bench, getting a goal. You know, I was just surprised I'd never seen Ryan Kent's name there. You know, yeah. I think he had, a, he had a few assists. <laughs> but like that. you say, for any team, any team to have success, the goals have to be coming from everywhere. Against Celtic, look who steps up and scores the goal. You know what I mean? That's, that's what it takes for a team to be successful. So... Again, they're doing everything right. It hurts me as a Celtic fan to see Rangers top of the table, but you know what? Their home form is so good at the moment. Their, their clean sheet record's amazing. I mean, and even even in Europe, I know the Benfica result in the end, they've blown that. Oh. But um, overall, even if you take out of context, a three-all drawn Benfica is a great result. That's their hardest fixture in the in the in the group stage. With you, Craig. And, I disagree with you. Oh, do you I disagree so? with you. I disagree. You think about it. Benfica got a man sent off. Oh, I know. In minutes. the context of the game, no, no. yes. But if you're looking you, you at it before you, the group stage started, that's the that's the most difficult fixture on paper. Craig, uh, but in Craig, the context of the know, game, I agree with you. You know Stephen Gerrard, and you know exactly what he would have said after that. That would have felt like a loss. Yeah, they blew it. Yeah, they definitely blew but, it. You understand? And imagine if they imagine if they won that game. Imagine what pressure that puts on Celtic as well. I know. They just went and they just went and beat Benfica. So that was an opportunity just to to twist that knife a little bit a little bit more you understand and that's 
that might be something that comes back to haunt them because Gerard's already spoke about last season that killer instinct yeah knowing, knowing how far they've got but it's not all the way yet you know this is a marathon yeah. there's still a lot of football to be played within within six seven weeks this could be completely reversed you uh, understand of course and it has sure. been the last couple of seasons it has that has yeah. happened the last couple of seasons so I mean it'd exactly. be no surprise to anybody if it did again and we know that for all the issues Celtic have at the moment they could still they could still come good again definitely but Rangers seemed yeah. to take this out on Hamilton didn't they this, this um, chucking it away in Benfica they came back and they laid down a marker a couple of days later against Ackies I mean I know Ackies are kind of out of sorts at the moment but 8-0 is a bit of a it's, it's a complete scalp and it's not a result that you, you well, see that often do, do you ever yeah. do, team, do teams ever let up in games like this I mean Rangers obviously didn't here but did teams ever take their foot off the gas to avoid giving further, further humiliation to a team is that something that happens I don't think so you know I think in a game like this I've, I've been involved I've, I've been involved in a 9-1 nine, a nine uh, you know, and it's one of those you think you, you enjoy the match you know, everything comes off. You try things that you wouldn't usually try. Everyone's trying to score. Like Ryan Kent will be will be devastated that he's not scored. He will be he'll come off that and think he he'll go home after an eight 0 absolute drubbing and think you know, and, and be a little bit gutted. Yeah, because he hasn't got a goal or Morelos because he hasn't got on the pitch. He's not got on yet, but yeah. Morelos, you think about, yeah, it's, he, he'll understand it. It's easier for him. If Morelos come off the bench, he probably does nick a goal. That's what I mean. He, he would have fancied a goal or two, yeah, if he had got on the pitch. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a great reaction. I think both clubs, uh, Celtic after the defeat against a, a, a Motherwell that's in form as well, was a fantastic result. So, again, the, the, the it, is, it is, you know what, I am delighted that that rivalry is there. I'm delighted that it's back. Both teams seem to be at it. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting one. But like you say, it's a fantastic result after a European game uh, three, three, four days before. Right, now we're, we're on to the main course, Chris. It's time to talk about Scotland. We're on, we're on the eve of us qualifying for Euro 2020, even though it's going to be played in 2021. Um, and yeah, like I said, I've been true to my word. I've, I've thought all week about positive reasons. I, I don't even know if we've got enough time to go through them all. But um, one thing that Stevie, oh, like <laughs> one thing that Stevie Naismith said at the weekend really hit home with me. He said all the small things are going in our favour. And it really feels like that on this run at the moment. We've not... We've not become a team of superstars overnight. Um, uh, we're, we're grinding out narrow victories and we're getting a few kind of breaks along the way. Um, yeah. We have selection issues. We're missing Fraser, but we have a number of options to replace him. Does he does he push McGinn further forward like he has in a few matches in the past? Do we play Armstrong, who's on fire with Southampton? And there's Christie as well. We know what he can do. Serbia are potentially yeah. missing quite a lot of players, uh, including their central defence. They could be missing both central defenders. Verda Bremen... I don't think so, Craig. I don't think they are, are they? Well, Kolarov's carrying a knock, I think. And the... Yeah. I forget his name, but their Verda Bremen centre-half missed the game against Norway because Verda Bremen were refusing... Uh, release their players for international duty and apparently they're in the last I heard they were in negotiations with Fiorentina to get a player released and Verde Bremen to get that centre half released yeah yeah it's like you say it's it's going to be very very interesting isn't it you you, you think about it you think uh, Fraser coming out you think that's automatically Christie would, would would come into that that slot uh, it is, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's a very a very very interesting one it's it's, it's good it's good troubles for uh, Steve Clark to have. Mm -hmm. Like I said to you last week, the reason why he, he chose, he made such a big squad was because there will be players dropping out and he wanted to be ready for that, prepared for it. 
Uh, Two dropping out isn't that bad, isn't it? I mean, Hanley would have been a, a backup defender, so he's no great miss, even though we know what he can do as, as a centre-half. But um, Fraser's obviously a big miss, but we're lucky that we have some options to... to nobody quite like Fraser, but we could play... We could still play somebody in that role. We've still got players to play in that role, I think. No, we we, we do, you know. And like you said, you you said about uh, Armstrong as well, who's who's flying. But what 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 I think we have to be, we know what the formation's going to be. Mm-hmm. We know that we're going to be hard to break down and tight. And you know what? If it's if the, if it's the scrappiest, ugliest game that I've ever seen in my life before, and we win one nil, I'm a happy man. Yeah, we're I'll, going I'll through penalties, Chris. I'll be, dance, I'll be dancing around the hounds. <laughs> this isn't going to be. This isn't going to be a. This isn't going to be a a three nil up after fifteen minutes canter. You know, this is going to be. We're going to have to grind this out. Yeah. You know, I think Serbia have some quality in the team. You know, I think uh, Mitrovic up top is going to cause all sorts of problems. You know, he's a proper old school target man. You yeah. know, not. I wouldn't say mobile, but his touch is excellent in the box. He's a, you know, he's a he's, he's a poacher. He'll his get goals. scoring record for Serbia is something like thirty-five and fifty-six or something like that. It's mental. Yeah, yeah it's outstanding. They they do they play to their strengths. So we've got to nullify that threat. But like you say, you think about what 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 is a okay? Scott McTomin- McTominay is probably going to be the right centre back. I think I think you look at it and you think that uh, that. Uh, uh, Declan Gallagher, I think he's been outstanding. He's probably been the the, the main, the, probably one of the best players. Hasn't lost a game the, the last. Yeah, hasn't lost a game day. for Scotland. There yeah. you go. And I lo- you look at the stats, but I just think you look at his performances in those in those results as well. And I think he was outstanding. Yeah, we spoke about it last week. Considine never done anything wrong, did he? Yeah. You know, I think there was there was one against uh, there was one against the Czech Republic that he's came out of a high press and he's went and pressed the guy and the guys put it over him and then uh, the Czech Republic got in uh, they had an opportunity but like you say more often than not that, that's going to happen. I think John McGinn has to has, has to play in that little role behind. I think he's excellent there because he's one of the first he names on the team sheet for Clark. He's one of Clark's he favourites, it seems. Yeah. But don't put him too far advance. I think he does the job, but he's 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 more he's more he's more dangerous in that position because Driving. defensively, defensively he does a job, but he's got the energy and the engine that he can get yeah. up and he can link up very quickly as well. So I'd leave him in that kind of role. So you, I'd probably think if Fraser's out, you're probably thinking Christie because you've got a defensive sound unit. You need to have a little bit of flair uh, and a little bit of pace. And I think Ryan Christie w- was outstanding. He, he got his goal against uh, the Czech Republic out there. Uh, I know it was a penalty, but still, I think he's a he's a he is a, a, a very important player for us. But it's a game that I'm excited about. You know, I'm I'm doing the game for Talksport. Oh, really? Uh, on Thursday, so it's uh, so that's it's, it's one of them, and it's I get I get so involved in the game. I'm heading and kicking every ball, Craig. You know, and and it's and it's one that I'm excited about. I'm I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting I'm, I'm getting nervous now talking about it. This is the biggest game for two decades since 1998. This is the biggest game by far. All the players want to be involved in this game because they will go down in history if we qualify. If we can beat Serbia and it's 90 minutes, 90 minutes of football, anything can happen in Serbia. They're not on great form. No, that's something I was going to come to. They're bottom of their Nations League group, uh, no wins from four. That uh, result against Norway surprised a lot of people in, well, not just in Serbia, but within Serbia, and that was seen as a little bit of a, as a, yeah, it came out of nowhere. Although I did read in another piece, uh, somebody, there's some people in Serbia think that that was the moment that the system they've been working on clicked for them. Uh, So, 
yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. There was a Serbian journalist on the BBC the other night. I'm trying to remember his name. It was Vladimir Novak, I think, and he said something interesting. He said Norway made the mistake of sitting off and letting Serbia play, whereas Serbia are vulnerable if you uh, press them and harry them. And it will be very interesting to see how Clark approaches the game tomorrow if that is the case, if that is the case that they are vulnerable because we've seen um, Clark's teams kind of choose when to press and then there's been other times where maybe protecting a lead they just completely sit in so it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see whether we go for it a little bit at the start and get at them yeah. uh, tomorrow or whether our game plan is to keep it tight for the first X amount of minutes and then take our chances in the final stages it'll be quite interesting Well, on, on that I think I think you it'll be the exact same information going to the players uh, as it was against the Czech Republic, a team that can get the ball down and play. And I thought we pressed them quite very well in, mm-hmm. in, in the in the first stages. But you have to do both. You know, let, let's talk. If 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 you set up a team to play a high block and go and and play a high press, then if that is played through, then you have to respect the team. So then you have to choose your moments, and I think Scotland do that do that very well. So it's when in the defensive third, when we go to a, a straight back five and we're hard to break down, we look solid. So long may that continue. Yes, we're not going to go 100 miles an hour and press, but put them under pressure. And if Serbia crack and we can get a goal, then we, we sit in, we're hard to break down and, and we play that way. That That's a game plan. Yeah, we'll be the defending Serbia, anything we get. Any lead we get, we, we will be defending. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, but it's, 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 dangerous just to, it's dangerous just to sit in. And that's why I believe that we will have a bit of pace. So if it is going to be the likes of Christie coming in, I think Lyndon Dykes has, has got that shot to lose. I think he's a fantastic outlet. He's mobile. He throws himself about. He wins his aerial duels. So, that's going to be an outlet but he needs someone that's going to have pace so John McGinn can play in behind and he can get up and support as often but he needs someone beside him it might go it might be a a, a John McGinn and a, and a Christie behind Dykes because they both can be defensively sound and do their job but then they both have the pace uh, joined with the likes of a, if it's a McGregor you know it's, it is it's, it, we're looking at the squad and I'm sitting thinking bloody hell we've got some good We've got some good players here, yeah. you know. We've got a lot of players in that midfield area that have got that are good technical players that can get on the ball, can play, and have that pace that can get back to front, have that energy and engine that can go box to box as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lyndon Dykes on his own with two in behind. Uh, but again, that doesn't affect us because when we're in good possession of the ball, that becomes a three. You understand? That becomes basically uh, probably Christie right up beside Dykes and um, again just in behind when we're in good possession and it's all about giving them the service. So again, we have to stop Serbia from playing. If they play out from the back, they're going to have opportunities. They have the quality that they can play through a high press but we're not going to go gung-ho, gung-ho, gung-ho because a journalist said Norway sat off. (laughs) No, no, but seriously. No, I understand. We we will sit off at times but we will go and chase the ball because I thought we'd done that very well against the Czech Republic. Yeah, I am preparing myself for an agonising 130-minute penalty <laughs> shootout victory. That's what I, I think it's going to be nil-nil all the way. Few chances, and then we're going to we're going we'll, we will have been practicing penalties all week, and we'll do them on penalties. Well, let's put it this way: if we if we go to penalties, I don't think Scotland's ever been beat in a penalty shootout. Is that? Not yeah, we've not Scotland had many though. I don't think there's many to choose doesn't from. Matter, yeah. cre- doesn't matter. <laughs> Stop sitting in that bloody fence. Well, I've just we'll, told you we'll we're going to win on penalties. Record at penalties. Hundred we'll <laughs> percent record. If if we're sitting 
cutting through and we take it to 120 minutes and we take it to penalties. Happy bloody days. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that all day. Let's hope You're that that comes to pass. Uh, but that's us uh, at time for this week again, Chris. Thank you very much for joining us. Not a problem. Absolute pleasure as always, Craig. And thanks again for listening. Please be sure to check out all the other content we have going up, including on our Patreon page. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.